Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? This is Creative Habits Podcast. How you doing today, my love? I'm well, how are you? I can't complain. Today's topic is transactional relationships. Are most of our relationships as people transactional? What are the positive or negative implications of transactional relationships? Transactional relationships are relationships between two people where one party provides a service and the other party gives something in return. Hmm. In a transactional relationship, both partners are the givers and the takers. It's very important to find a good balance. So in a transactional relationship, just like a business one, the partners ensure that there is no imbalance in their equation. They make sure that they both profit equally from the arrangement. Because both partners are looking out for themselves, there's a much lower chance of somebody getting used. What's more, what's more, both parties know their worth and will not allow themselves to be exploited. They will happily negotiate a middle ground that will suit both sides. There's no blame because a transactional relationship comes with predetermined expectations and both parties know what is expected of them. Because a transactional relationship is essentially a selfish one and the partners look out for themselves, it has more equality than one based on love. Okay, so what do you take from that so far? I take from it that... um, Transactional relationships don't have to be a one-sided thing, such mm-hmm. as whether it's negative or positive. It just depends on um, what is agreed upon for that relationship to work. So I think all relationships, any kind of relationship, whether it's business, personal, family, um, someone is putting out expecting to receive back. Hmm. Okay. Is that a good thing or is that um, a toxic trait? I think it depends. I think that what the um, information that we just read was saying was that if we have predetermined expectations Mm. um, on what we've agreed upon, then yes, I know that what I need to do in order for us to have a balanced relationship, then um, some form of that is transactional. Mm -hmm. But it's a positive transaction because we've both compromise and agreed upon what we expect from each other okay how about you what do you think i think that um it depends on the situation it depends Mm. on the person it depends on how they were raised and the culture that they um grew up in but it could be a, a, a good a good thing and it can be extremely toxic too do you believe that our relationship is transactional? For the most part, yeah. Positive or negative? It depends on the situation. So give me an example of positive. Give me an example of negative. 
a positive one compromise compromise is transactional if we were to um, have a situation where um, both of us needed something out of a particular situation but I don't know it depends on the situation you know I think all relationships have transactional situations in them but it depends on the compromise of that situation I don't know I, I, I didn't make any sense no, I'm, I'm just trying to understand. Mm-hmm. So let's continue because um, we may gain clarity um, based off of the research that we've done in order to answer the questions. All right. One way to make a transactional relationship work is to lower your expectations. This allows you to be less disappointed when the relationship doesn't live up to your expectations. Going into a transactional relationship, you already know what you want. You have your goals set. To make the relationship work, it is best to be clear about what is most important and have fewer expectations. That way, there won't be any uh, won't be disappointment in every time something doesn't go your way or the way you want it to. Yes. Um. So I th- I believe what they're saying is generally transactional relationships are intended to be positive or the norm but it depends because there's different time types of transitional relationships for instance i believe that a transactional relationship would be the relationship between melania and trump Hmm. right where one was in it for you know somebody beautiful to hold <laughs> hold their hand mm-hmm. and then another body another person may have wanted monetary benefits off of that but clearly it doesn't seem like you know from the outside looking at their relationship it doesn't seem like they're genuinely you know unconditionally in love there's a condition based off of you know mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. observation and another example would be arranged marriages um because the transaction was not we met through love, but we met through an understanding that we want to build a family relationship or, you know, whatever the reason is behind an arranged marriage. But it's already in place that something, there's going to be something that you're going to get based off of what you've put in now. I get it. I definitely get it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but it depends on the situation. If you're doing things out of love, you sh- shouldn't expect anything in return i absolutely agree with you you know um Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to like spousal relationship it's not your spouse's job to make you happy your spouse is just there to enhance your happiness correct but i also do believe that within transactional relationships there are levels or layers right Mm. so you're talking about one aspect that's very important where if you love someone there shouldn't be a condition as to how you love or how you put out or who puts out more but there's another aspect where people get married to someone because it's transactional Mm -hmm. you you wanting to be married is a transaction right yeah or you making the decision to have a prenuptial agreement Mm -hmm. is a transaction. So there's certain things that I think that we have, certain decisions, I believe, that people in relationships have to make that end up being transactional without consciously or 
to to our to our core everything is transactional Mm -hmm. you know but what i wanted to focus on was um the negative transactions that we have in our daily lives that okay in america we grew up in a capitalistic society you know that's transactional to its purest form if i trade my my body and my work in my work for a certain amount of time I expect a certain amount of money mm-hmm. in return you know um but once that when that same ideal goes into relationships that's when it can be extremely toxic so give an example of a toxic version of transactional relationship okay let's say uh for a parent who has a child and the parent claims or allegedly allegedly does a, B, and Z, and everything they can do for this child to raise this child properly. The parent shouldn't want anything in return because the parent did not, I mean, the child did not ask to be it. You know, it's not the child's responsibility to make that parent happy. It's vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just simple things like that, to me, are negative, transactional um things in relationships yeah that's fascinating that you said that because i can see there being a disconnect with the transaction so the transaction now has conditions Mm -hmm. which is a form of manipulation of like taking something giving some putting something in or offering your services or support to something but then if something goes wrong or not the way that you want it to go then you're taking that thing away Mm -hmm. right saying if you don't do a b c and d then i'm taking away the things that I previously did. Exactly. Or you have to do this because I've done that for you. Hmm. You know, that... It's, 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 it's a very weird emotional trait, this, this transactional stuff. Hmm. You know, it's like we almost expect something in return when that's not necessarily true. Even though a lot of us have been conditioned to think that way think that if i put this certain amount of time and effort into this person it should be reflected in the same way when that's not necessarily true at all yeah because i think at the end of the day we're all different people and how we choose to function or Mm -hmm. make decisions are different Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so i wanted to kind of maybe suggest that that form of transitional relationship is a stagnant version Mm -hmm. because there's another term that I wanted to introduce called transformational relationships and those are the key to a successful life. They're relationships that allow you to grow and change as you learn and experience new things and others. Transformational relationships are about giving and caring. They're about putting the other person's needs before our own. If you want to improve your relationship and get more out of life, then you have to start by getting rid of any expectations of those people. Mm -hmm. When you expect things to happen, you become frustrated and angry when they don't happen your way. So transformational relationship from what I perceive or understand it to be is that it's still transactional, but you're allowing yourself to be okay with the person's reaction. So Mm -hmm. you're not expecting to receive anything back. You're doing it out of the goodness of, of your, heart. your heart. And it can be transformational because you don't hold expectations of others. You're just doing it solely for your 
enjoyment solely for your purpose, but not really finding it to, well, seeking any type of transaction from somebody else. Hmm. I think love, a lot of people mistake transactional relationships with, with love. love. You know, when that's not love at all. I don't know how and why we've been conditioned to think and live this way, but it's it's evident. You know, in America, we have the highest percentage of divorce, you know. Changing now very slowly. Very <laughs> slowly, but it. it's still prevalent now, especially in the African-American community. Hmm. You know, I'm not claiming that all situations and all relationships um, have been affected by transactional relationships, but I'm just curious to know if that can be one of the causes. I'm, I think that we should probably try and dissect it now, where we can probably find certain things that may be the reason why our confusion between love and transaction is very like very slim, like very close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not distant cousins, but very close in our understanding of what they can possibly be. I don't think that they are or should be the same at all. Mm-hmm. I think that love, as you say, is unconditional. Yet we do have pathways or certain decisions that we make that end up having to be transactional. Mm-hmm. But the core of the foundation is always supposed to be embedded in love. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know, because when I grew up and being raised, um, my grandmother always used to say this quote, you know, give and you shall receive, mm-hmm. right? But with that in mind, it's like, do I function always constantly in the back of my mind, giving to others and expecting them to give, you know, to, to provide or give something to me in return? Mm-hmm. That's not how I interpreted that quote, but it's, it's very common for most of us to think, okay, you know, I gave her this and I gave her that. And so she should have, you know, recognized me or she should have, uh, you know, seen that as a sign for me to (laughs) take this forward or um, just trying to figure out like what exactly we're conditioned to believe or think. Not to cut you off, but I look at it like this. If you're planting fruits, vegetables, whatever, you have to provide the right amount of water for that plant so you don't overwater it or underwater it. You have to provide the certain amount of nutrient-rich soil for that plant so it can be able to grow. Some plants can't take too much sunlight. Some plants need a lot more sunlight. It depends on how you nurture that plant. So just like each plan is different, each relationship is different, Mm -hmm. you know, and it takes certain things to nurture that relationship. You know, you have to put in that work, you have to give in order to receive that fruitful, you know, vegetation at, at the, at harvest. You know what I mean? Like that's when you say that, that's what I, I picture in my mind that you have to give in order to receive. You have to put that work in. You have to put your 100,000 miles in so um, you can look at yourself in the mirror and feel comfortable with mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I hear when, when, when you just quoted that. 
But at the same time, a lot of people don't have that push and pull relationship. A lot of people, you have, you might have one person in a relationship that's giving more than the other. So it's off balance. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to give in order to receive. That's 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 like scale. That's 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 like balance to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just as you're explaining the whole um, planting seeds um, example, it seems like part of the problem that ends up being toxic about something being transactional or transactional relationship is that are we seeing people for themselves or seeing them how we want to see them. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like sometimes I think when we have expectations or have an assumption of a person without actually getting to know them, that's when something becomes toxic or unbalanced. Yeah. Because you, you, you already have it in your mind how you want the result to be, but you're not allowing for that person to give or to love however they feel, see fit to do mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. or to make decisions for themselves without interference. Whereas you're thinking that supporting or helping someone is beneficial to that person, but how are you allowing that person to see themselves? You're not. You just the overtly thought of I'm helping you is not exactly helping that person is helping yourself Hmm. you know what I mean Buddha says I'm not who you think I am you are who you think I am Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so you can do this that and the third the person might acknowledge that but that might not be the road to helping them you know what I mean? You have to ask that person what they need in order. For them to f- feel accomplished right. or feel like they are able to navigate. Like you have mm-hmm. to have that person work and think for themselves instead of just, I'm going to do that and do this, do that, and expect this in return. When the communication isn't there, That's it's, it's not possible. So on the on the end of the person having to listen to you got to do this you got to do that how do you think that that feels for the other party for the other person demeaning mm. you know it feels like you can't think for yourself it feel like you you don't have your legs up under you you know what i mean like i don't know i don't know no yeah, you just said it yeah. <laughs> it's perfectly fine and um You know, I think that that's part of the reason why there needs to be balance or an understanding or boundaries that are set. Uh, Boundaries is one of the things also in our community, I think, that regardless of the relationship, whether it's family, friendship, when you establish boundaries, which is similar to me as expectations, some people are not willing to listen to the person Mm -hmm. who's telling them that these are my boundaries and this is what I'm comfortable with, this is what I'm not comfortable with. And it's, it's, it's extremely foreign to certain people, especially like older generations that didn't really have um, communication with their parents or communications with their spouse about boundaries. Like, it's a fairly new concept and idea. Right, because why is not even in their vocabulary? It's because they said so. Right, exactly, exactly. So, mm. So um, some positive implications of transactional relationships. 
We live within systems of unstated transactions and hidden expectations every single day. It's better to make them obvious with clear statements so we don't stumble over secret needs and unintentional cause of hurt. Mm. If you want to improve your relationship and get more out of life, then you have to start getting rid of expectations, as we mentioned before. Okay, so negative implication. What is a selfish transactional thinking? Transactional thinking is where you interact with people solely based on what you can get from them while completely ignoring them, their goals, and their needs. In a transactional relationship, the only time you engage is when you need something. A selfish transactional relationship would see the offended party disconnect in anger and refuse to meet any more needs of the other party without any uh, reparations. A loving transactional relationship would see the offended party forgive their partner and continue to meet their needs in good faith while giving them an openly stated chance to repair the trust. What do you think about that? I agree. You know, instead of reacting. And it's like when people have arguments, they don't listen to the other party. They're sitting there. They're formulating (laughs) what they're going to say next instead of listening and understanding and taking it in and, you know, taking a moment to, you know, have that conversation like an adult. You know, but I agree with it. I definitely agree. Transactional relationships are not inherently bad. The true dangers are hidden expectations and secret transactions which one party is not privy to. These encourage tremendous resentment and fear and leads to feelings of exploitation. Secret transactions uh, are not born from love, but from fear and insecurity. They will tear you, your marriage apart. Loving transactional relationships are at the core of the human experience. Do not fear reciprocal sharing of desires or the explicit negotiation of needs. Just make sure the person you're sharing with wants to meet your needs in return. Um, That kind of touches based off of exactly what you were saying, where you felt like you were being demeaning, which is similar to feeling exploited, Mm -hmm. if you end up not really agreeing to how the person reacts to your your transactional (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, exchange. It's just that I think we had a conversation or a podcast like this before. People are not taught how to communicate. And if there are no avenues in order to learn how to communicate, um, even as an adult or older adult, even I don't care how old you are, there's... Uh, older generations, 60s and 70s, that still don't know how to communicate. You know what I mean? Um, Maybe it's because older generations didn't really 
think about going to therapy or, you know, going to uh, your pastor, neighborhood pastor or whatever, and, and learn how to communicate. But a lot of us don't know how to communicate because we're, um, we're quieted at a young age We're we're not allowed to speak when we're young. You know what I mean? So that's instilled in us. And when we're older, and by the time we're old enough just to talk, it's like, not even talk, it's like we react with uh, anger and, and shouting and screaming instead of, like, you know, communicating with a level head. Were you taught how to communicate? Mm-mm. So at what point did you feel it was necessary to learn how to communicate? <sighs> Uh, when I wanted to get serious with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that my experience with communication was present, but it was very um, intimidating to me. Yeah. Where I think it's along the lines of what you're also sharing, where it's like, if you are a child, right, and there's certain levels of things that you're not supposed to say or you're encouraged to be nice, you know, Mm -hmm. to any and everybody. So there's no clear indication of if somebody is taking advantage or not. So um, when it was time to kind of transition from being a kid to an adult, I had difficulties trying to figure out how to communicate in toxic environments Mm -hmm. or situations that were toxic or in situations that I felt uncomfortable. So, you know, mainly how I was brought up was to always be nice and be kind. But there was no implication of, okay, if I got in trouble, you know, as a kid, it's like you can't talk back or you can't defend your feelings. You know, you're always told to be quiet and listen. So in a situation where it's completely different from you being a child, you don't know that separation. Mentally, you're still thinking my my point, my perspective or point of view does not matter. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I'm not going to say anything <laughs> or I'm going to continue to disregard my feelings to make sure that somebody else's case yeah. is prioritized. And I know that's it's that's um, our experience is, is not necessarily in every household. Exactly. Uh, I've had friends growing up who were their parents were like, well, how did that make you feel? And, mm-hmm. you know, this, that and the third. But it just depends on the situation. I think going back to the core of this conversation, transactional relationships are definitely important. You know, when you want to work out, you expect to work as hard as you can and, 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 right. and gain the proper results depending on how hard you work that's transactional um you want to provide and love on um your spouse or your child and you know and hopefully you will receive that love back you know that's transactional definitely but it can also be toxic too Mm. you know you should never do things and expect something in return. It should just be genuine. You should just be genuine and, and do things out of, you know, the kindness of your heart, the love in your heart. You know, that's that's important. Definitely. 
Um, my concluding question was along the lines of what you were saying just now, but um, to our listeners as well. How can we lead a loving transactional relationship or a transformational relationship with others? What may that look like to you? Hmm. And so um, for me, I think that's a transactional relationship is what we're doing now or what we're striving to continue to do, which is, you know, five years from now, we're not going to be the same people. Mm -hmm. But I hope that we have the understanding or um, mutual agreement that we'll, we will always do things to, you know, enhance our happiness separately and continue <laughs> making sure that we have a foundation for our family, making sure that we instill you know, the same type of values, whether they be different, but coming to an agreement as to how we're going to bring up Wami, you know, mm -hmm. and how we're going to foster and make sure that he has a voice right. in, in our family unit. But, um, yeah, I, I can agree. And, you know, I just want, I want us to move like salt water in the moon. You know what I mean? Explain. That was very poetic, but I mean, <laughs> like we don't English. have a lot of time, but like you know the way the Earth keeps the Moon in orbit and the mm -hmm. relationship the Moon has with our ocean. Right. You know, it creates the waves. Like everything has a balance to it. Everything in the universe has a balance. Definitely. To I, it, and yeah. that's the type of transactional relationship I think we should all should have is balance. Definitely. I think he said it beautifully and I just want to quickly give credit to the article of the authors that we referenced. Today's episode uses references from the following articles and online essays. AdamLaneSmith.com Are Transactional Relationships Bad? And Medium.com How to Create Transformational Relationships Instead of Transactional Ones. Thank you. Love is love, people. Don't love forget to love. like, share, subscribe and have a good one. Peace.